Welcome to the After Dark Podcast with Anthony James and Conrad. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Merry Christmas and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. I'm Anthony and that's Conrad. Season's greetings, friends. That's him. Well, Conrad, how are you today? I'm very well. I have opened my presents and they were all great. So thanks, Santa, or Father Christmas. I don't know why. I've started calling him Santa Claus in recent years. I never used to do that. I've been like kind of, I guess I've just just absorbed that via like osmosis from American culture. Yeah, because he's not really called Santa Claus over here, I don't think. I've always called him Santa Claus. Have you? Okay. But I, I also yeah, I also was... spent the first twelve years of my life in Australia, so yeah. And who knows what they get up to over there? Yeah. Like and in a... Northern Ireland, they call him Santi. Santi Claus. Santi Claus. Santi Claus. What's Santi bringing you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was always fa- Father Christmas in my house. Like it was very traditional. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is very very traditional. You're so you're more of a Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street family. Oh I... yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm a full on Santa Claus family. Um. Uh, as you'll know on the channel yeah already, um, yeah i'm not gonna say anything but yeah i've already released that but um okay so it's a christmas day i'm warming up for my turkey ho, ho, ho. um it's gonna be terrible because i'm not a very good uh turkey cooker but uh looking forward to it nonetheless um this week we thought we would give you something very special on our friday upload considering it's a little uh it's a christmas uh day so it's a little christmas gift for you um conrad so do you want to explain to the fine folk what we're going to be doing today yeah, so what we're going to do for you today is uh, we are going to go through a list of definitive and objective Dark top tens um, from the position of someone who has not seen all of Dark. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, make of that what you will. Um, I'm up to episode five now, just to be clear. Cards on the table there. I have watched episode five. Um, yeah, and I will uh, say that I said before we made this episode, Conrad watched episode five earlier than he would have. Like he usually waits until sort of three or four days before we record to watch it. I made him watch episode five because I was like, you can't make a top 10 list with some of these topics without seeing episode five. So I, yeah. I made sure to get it in there. And, and Anthony, what, like having watched episode five now, it will become ov- very obvious very quickly what he was talking about when, <laughs> <laughs> when we get to it. And, and he was right to make that suggestion. I'm happy to concede that. Yeah, but these, um, these are objective, guys. These are the objective, yeah. like, we, we, you know, this is not our opinion. This is just the ad- no. objective uh, best moments of Dark and whatever the topic may be. But this is yeah. anything that happens in episode six, seven and eight. That's doesn't compare to this stuff. By the way, that's an that's, a, that's an epilogue to the rest of the series, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. And you know, in in a thousand years' time, when our robot overlords find this video and a data crystal, they'll look at this and be like, "Yep, that was right. Yeah, they, yeah. they got it right. Matches well up. Done. Matches yeah. up." <laughs> yeah. um, so there we go. Like top tens, we thought I'd give we give it to you. Um, I think that's all the provisors we need to give you before we start. It's going to be good fun. I will say that if you want also to watch, we're making two versions of this. So we're making a podcast version, which is going to be us sort of chatting about the points, which I think will be good fun. And then the second uh, version we're going to it's going to be on the channel right now. Uh, it's probably on there right now. Uh, it's going to be more of a video top ten list where we sort of it's a bit more scripted. And it's got clips of the show, so if you want to watch both of them, that'd be great. We wanted to we wanted to do do that, but we also didn't want to let the podcast go by the wayside either. So yeah, let's uh, say subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the YouTube 
channel. I just said that. <laughs> Subscribe to the audio apps, whatever, whatever app you use. And uh, make sure if you want to leave a comment for Conrad or a comment for me, you can leave it a comment underneath. There's no need to make any questions uh, in this video. You can if you want. Maybe I'll answer it. But the, the questions won't be on this episode. As well as that, uh, if you want to send us an email, we've got a few lovely emails in the last few weeks. People letting us know things, uh, people giving us a little bit of advice. It's all, it's all great stuff. At adpodmail at gmail.com. That's adpodmail at gmail.com. That's all we've got to say. Um, oh, I didn't actually mention this on the After Dark podcast yet, but I'll mention it now since, since it's Christmas. Everyone's in a festive mood, right? Um, yeah. We are currently floating the idea, I mentioned on Dark Discussions, of having a limited edition end of dark podcast t-shirt um uh, so let us know in the comments whether you think that's a good idea would you buy one um uh we, we, didn't, we didn't know how to make any profit on that so it's literally just going to be get it, <laughs> to get it to you. uh so w- the current idea that i had was for it's going to be like me leading conrad into the cave and uh, my wife Emma is going to do an illustration of that uh for the for the front of the, the t-shirt if you have a better idea let us know but that's the current <laughs> the, the current idea conrad yeah. what do you think of that I think that's amazing, and I think yeah, if if there's anything we can do to get our faces on the chests of our listeners, I'm male and female. I hasten to add before anyone <laughs> cancels me again. Um, <laughs> I'm all all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be great. Um, I I think that we've went on a journey, guys. We've went on a journey with Conrad, and I think that we should. It's it's if you want to, it's to market with something like that. Um, and then people will see the t-shirt and go, hey, that's a t- what's that t-shirt? Oh, it's actually a podcast I listen to. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, all right, guys. Bring them in. Yeah, we'll bring them in. Uh, right, let's get into it, because I'm sure you just want to get back to your turkey dinner. Let's do it. Yep, let's do it. Maybe they're <laughs> listening to this while having their turkey dinner. They've gathered the family around the fire. Yeah. The top... Yeah, yeah. The birth of Jesus Christ, not important. Yeah. <laughs> top 10 Jonas portrayals. That's where it's at. And that is that is where it's at, because that's where we're going to start. Yeah. Um, number so, one, yeah, Jesus no. gets hung on the cross. I was good. <laughs> yeah, speaking of uh, some top ten Jesus betrayals, <laughs> there was who was the one who denied him? Is that Peter? I haven't you, read the Bible. What do you mean properly. denied him? There's one where he's like, "Oh, you're going to deny knowing me like three times before the cock crows," and then and he does, and it really pisses off everyone else. It's not yeah. Judas. It's someone else. It's, it's one, one of them. It's one of twelve. It's yeah bad. yeah exactly take a picture let's say it was james let's say it was james like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it might have been him um okay so the first thing on our list of top 10 Jonas betrayals is alt martyr bails on stranger and the gang in 1888 oh. this happens in season three yeah and this was a really cool moment uh, as you said on the podcast previously how didn't they see it coming <laughs> yeah i mean it's nice to know that Jonas uh grows up or perhaps doesn't grow up depending on what what we've seen in uh in this last episode to still be as gullible as ever like it no matter how clear it is that someone is leading him on he's sort of like oh yeah this sounds like something a normal person would do just like trap themselves in 1888 in the wrong universe uh yeah. to, to prove a point but he, like, he believes her that's the thing about tv is that every season you have to reset the character's journey like you know they reset their character arc and just as jo- uh, as Jonas becomes like aware of stuff he's almost all of a sudden thrown into a new situation where he has no clue what's going on <laughs> yeah so he can be manipulated all over again yeah. um poor Jonas. yeah but i mean strange is the same uh, as you said in the main episode uh, a couple of weeks ago when we talked about this 
I think he ha- it, this is a this is a classic example of the stranger having too much confidence in himself yeah. and his ability to handle situations. Like he thinks he's in charge, and he absolutely is not. Um, and unfortunately, we end up with Altmarter getting um, getting one over on him by pushing him towards becoming Adam and then bailing. Yeah, strangey, strangey, strangey. What are you up to? All right, what's the next one? Okay, next one. Jonas kills his dad. <gasps> I mean, he doesn't really kill him, but he sort of does. Sorry, my phone just went off. I apologise if that vibrated on the uh, on the recording. No, that's all right. But uh, okay, so actually, I so basically, guys, just to explain, these are when times when people betray Jonas, but also when Jonas betrays other people. Well, yeah. So I guess this could be. I think most of this list. Oh, is actually, well, this is Jonas. actually Jonas doing both because, like, yeah, because Adam is the one who's betrayed. <laughs> like, yeah. So Jonas is being betrayed by himself here. Yeah. Um, which also happens to be a betrayal by Jonas. It, it's all, you listen, Dark's a stupid television show. These kind of things can happen in it, all right? Um, but yeah, I feel like if, if Dark has taught us anything, it's that no one should ever trust anyone <laughs> in this show. Yeah. And uh, I think never is that more evident than in... This is in season two, episode Ep- six, six, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he, he gets sent to um, ostensibly stop Michael from killing himself. And then he turns up and Cloud is like, actually you unfortunately <laughs> you've, you've got to do now. it you've got to yeah, do it Michael. you've I'm got sorry. to do it now everyone plays had, their part you you've know. had a good run i've you know <laughs> i've lived to an old lady you know a lot of it in a post-apocalyptic world but i still have got to live to an old lady but you see you bye-bye you, this is yeah. your time to leave this storyline <laughs> yeah she's like listen i'm not going to tell you what to do michael but I would say the next 24 hours make them count because <laughs> like, you're you're on the way out. So. Yeah, yeah. What's what's like? Go to your bucket list. Choose yeah. the best three things. Do those. Yeah, get those done. All right. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they are. You treat yourself for the next twenty four hours, but then you do need to hang yourself in the attic at the end of it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but yes. So one in a. Uh, to be honest, I could have put a million examples of Jonas betraying himself on here because it's it's always it's always Adam or a stranger lying to their younger self. Yeah. Um, and speaking well, the next, of the ne- yeah, the next one yeah, is that yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, in season one, Stranger won't let himself out of the bunker jail. Um, <sighs> after Jonas is captured in the 1980s by Nara and Helga, Stranger comes to the door, and, and and we get a moment which we will refer back to uh, later in in these lists. But the main thing is, poor Jonas, like he's just come to accept that this actually is himself. And yep. the first thing, he, the first thing he does is say, "You have to stay in the jail." I'm sorry, <laughs> I have to yeah. stay in bunker jail. Uh, and and, and to be honest with you, that is the hubris of the stranger again because he he thinks that he's going to change it. He's going to change yeah. what happened before. But unfortunately, he could have he could have fixed. He probably could have fixed it there. Like yeah, I wonder, if you just let him like, out. <laughs> yeah, if he just let him out, it's like yeah, off you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything, everything just, just... <laughs> fades away in a Back to the Future style. <laughs> yeah, I can't play Johnny Be Good anymore. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but here we are. Like once again, Stranger ballsing everything up. Yeah. It's interesting actually that Stranger like tends to balls things up by accident, and Adam does so deliberately. And it feels like this very natural progression of the character from like, well, I keep screwing everything up anyway, so I might as well do it purposefully because yeah. I clearly can't. I clearly can't gonna, fix I'm going to lean into this. I'm gonna, yeah, I'll, lean into it because that's all you've it. got. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're taking a we're taking a sidestep 
now a literal sidestep to another world Ooh. with our next betrayal of Jonas, which is in season three, the young alt martyr tells Jonas to fuck off. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cuts a to huge the heart. Betrayal. Yeah. Shot to yeah. the heart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is to blame in many ways for for what's what goes on between these two. And these two do give love a bad name. Let's just be honest. Like they. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is. That is. Yeah. This is not. This is not a healthy form of love that these two share. Um, But yeah, so so Jonas has shortly before this witnessed uh, his martyr get shot through the heart and and die on the floor. And then Alt Martyr turns up and is like, hey, I'm sort of alive, but not really. Anyway, come with me. Um, And then and then she introduces him to her younger self. uh, But unfortunately, her younger self hates him and has a boyfriend. So so it's uh, it's back to square one. With Jonas, yeah. Well, you know that that happened in the first season too because Bartos yeah. was about, um, yeah, checkpoint. Yeah. But uh, he was he was about, and uh, basically Jonas had to sort of win her back again. Um, yep. Know, Jonas Jonas actually was like the other woman to Marta. Yeah, in that. But Jonas is like Mister Steal Your Girl in this series, really. Like he just turns up and's like Bartos, your girlfriend's mine now. And then here is <laughs> like you're Killian, your girlfriend's mine now. <laughs> He de- he deserved what happened to him. Actually, I've come round on Jonas, <laughs> philanderer that he is. He is he is definitely like that. But uh, yeah, so speaking of Bartos, we have a big moment for this. And this, I'm going to preface this by saying there is an assumption in this one. It's an assumption that I make in good faith because there is no way I'm wrong on this. But Bartos loses faith in Sigmundus in season two. So. If we are to assume that I am correct and the guy who gets pickaxed at the beginning of season two is Bartos, which, let's be honest, there is literally no way that character is not Bartos. <laughs> he, looked, he looked exactly like him. They didn't cast that character by accident uh, or cast that actor by accident. Bartos has, in this scene, once again betrayed Jonas. Yeah, by other, losing other, faith in Sigmundus. By losing faith in Sigmundus. Let, this let's is not entirely... talk about what Jonas did to him. Uh, no. But he betrayed no, no, no. He betrayed by not going along with his crazy <laughs> Sigmundus cult. But Bartos is not to be trusted in any situation. <laughs> and clearly he demonstrates a lack of faith and a lack of commitment to the cause here, forcing Jonas's hand. He has betrayed Jonas here and for, forced yeah. uh, presumably Adam to send Noah to, to do his dirty work for him. Yeah, but, just yeah. absolutely terrible. Terrible Bartos. Yeah. Well, we'll come back to him in a second. Don't you worry about that. Bartos is <laughs> Bartos is, uh, like his behavior is like a, a rogues gallery of of actions. Um, this next one is I I actually think like this is all, this is all kind of in good fun. This next one is one of the most horrific portrayals in the whole show. I think uh, Hannah just goes off to seduce men in the fifties. Yeah, leaving her son Se- all alone. Yeah, season two, like she has one argument with the stranger. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I don't think I'm going to stick around. Doesn't wait for her son to get back from wherever he's stuck. She's like, yeah, screw you guys. I'm going to the 50s. Um, and, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's all it takes. Yeah. And she starts. Yeah. And then she starts a relationship with Egon. And, um, you know, the rest is history. The rest is history. But uh, basically, if you think agree, even like Klassen was right at the end of the day. Klassen said, uh, you know, that Hannah's behavior was very strange. Having the fact that her son has gone missing. Yes. Um, and it turns out that he was correct because she just abandoned the search and <laughs> went... Yeah, she abandons her son. Like She doesn't want to deal with parenting anymore. She doesn't want to deal with the, the uh, ramifications of adultery. She's like, so long, suckers. I'm out of here. Yeah, well, I will, I will say uh, that, just to sort of support her a little bit, uh, that actually 
now obviously this is a betrayal of Jonas. Let's not be let's, you know, but it is. But but she did see Stranger Jonas, so she did sort of know that her son wasn't gonna come back until then anyway. Yeah, that is true. But I mean still it's it's uh well I, I guess that that supports the theory that she believes in a deterministic approach to things. Like there's no way it could change. Jonas will definitely not come back because I'm seeing Stranger here, so yeah, I don't know if ha- yeah, I don't know if Hannah would think about that much, but also it's a good it's... He he does come back though, actually. <laughs> like he's in that well, he house does, yeah. on Doomsday. Yeah, but so... she, yeah, but she didn't know that though. No, that's true, but you know, she shouldn't have trusted Compare her to Katarina. Like what well, Katarina is doing to try and get her children back, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like, ah, Jonas will be fine. Well, yeah, like, we she doesn't were... care about her grandson, but uh <laughs> No. No, that's, not at that's, all. That's, that's actually a Jonas betrayal that we didn't include. Whenever Katarina, Katarina finds out that she's Jonas's gra- uh, grandmother, the way she reacts to it. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, do you want money? Is that what you're after? Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Katarina. I don't want you to send me, like, a one-pound coin sellotaped into a Christmas card. All right, I'm, I'm not that bothered. Um, but yeah, uh, so, in fact, I'm going to... No, I'm not going to jump forward to another one. We'll we'll stick with the preordained list. You'll notice these aren't actually numbered as well. Um, that's, I guess, on you, the listener, to decide what order these should be in. Yeah, but it that's... is definitely in in one like what these are the ten, and you have to decide what order they should be in. I yeah, guess yeah, is yeah, what yeah. we're saying here. Um, so we're going back to season one now with this next one, and he's he's at it again. Or I guess this is the first time he was at it. No, in fact, no, it was the first time he was at it. Yeah. Um, well, chronologically within the show, chronologically within the timeline, he was at it a hundred years before this. Um, Bartos steals Jonas's girl. Bartos. First episode. First episode. I mean, how how could Marta deny that Bartos, his wit, you know, his comic timing, like whenever he said, um, you know, she has lovely hair, like you know, yeah, she she was probably thinking in her head, geez, I've just kissed Jonas. Uh, I'll just wait till he goes to a mental institution and then yeah. I'll, I'll I'll make my move with Bartos. What have I passed up here? This guy who compliments my hair and talks what? about playing hide the baguette with French girls. And Francisca um, Doppel's black hole and everything. Like, yeah. This man just, is a charmer. A charmer through and through. I, yeah, I, I just, I feel like Jonas comes back from a period away from school where he has presumably been mourning his father's death via suicide. Um, and the first thing, the first person that he meets at school is Bartos. And I just, I can't really put into words the profound dis- sense of disappointment I would have if I came back to school and it was like, oh, this guy's still my best friend, apparently. <laughs> like, I've not, I've not moved up in, like, the social circles of the school. And then to find out that somehow this guy who has, like, an utter, utter lack of respect for women has managed to take my girlfriend away from me. <laughs> yeah. Although we did, we did notice in the world, without Jonas there, Bartos actually thrives. So it is Jonas who is, <laughs> who is the poison in that relationship I, I don't know if i'd say he's thriving like he's he has more confidence in his he's, appearance come on he's thriving like he's given the talk at the front of this class and everything that is uh, that is true yeah he's, he's, uh, he's ascended more to, to the front of the class yeah he's the popular kid like somehow with despite despite that hair like his patrick <laughs> bateman hair i don't i yeah i don't understand how he's that popular with that look but it's an alternate world lovely fella <laughs> yeah yeah nice one Bartos. um <laughs> Okay, so we're staying in season one for this next one, and this is <laughs> this is the most this is the most egregious of all. The, this is uh, yeah, Jonas this betrayals. is this is a flagrant a lack of parenting skill here. In the first episode of season one, first scene, really, oh, well, I guess after the credits, first first scene of um, yep. season one, Hannah failed to keep the fridge well stocked and and also keep the power on. 
Jonas is a teenage boy who's growing. <laughs> he needs the calcium that's he does. in that his, milk. His bones are going to be brittle and weak. Because Maybe what how. happened in episode five wouldn't have happened if she'd have fed him properly. Maybe his bones would have been able to deflect that bullet. But <laughs> here we are. No, but she, like, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, is the milk was off. Yeah, the, the milk, milk was off. The was power off. is off because she was too busy having sex with Ulrich. Yeah, and to be honest with you, Jonas deserves better than that. And she, that's the biggest portrayal of them all, in my opinion. The yeah. neglect of a child. Yeah, uh, like Hannah, Hannah, and and the fact that you know we've already talked about it. She will then retreat back to the fifties rather than deal with the repercussions of this. Because yeah. yeah, they never, they never really have it out about this. Like Jonas is off time traveling before they have a chance for them to have a real conversation about her failure as a parent to yeah. provide the basic needs. Of and when mil- you compare it to like, yeah. yeah, milk and electricity. Like when you compare like uh, their behavior together to like Enos and Mikkel, who, oh, all right, I'll grant you, Enos is drugging Mikkel. That's <laughs> yeah. not good parenting either. But he's got hardly all, a betrayal. He's got all the toast of I a boy could ask for. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, it swings and roundabouts, guys. Yeah. Whereas Hannah's not making one bit of toast of I. No, I haven't seen a, a single slice of pineapple in the in the Carmel <laughs> house in 2019, and and that's really that's the biggest failure of all, I'd say. Yeah, that is the biggest failure of all. He's not a boy needs his comfort food. Yeah, it would none of this would have happened if he was well looked after. Yeah, he wouldn't exactly. have wandered. Okay, and this is a fairly minor one to end to end the list um in yeah. season three episode five I, I this shouldn't even really be on here to be honest but uh yeah, yeah marta just straight up kills jonas it's not a big of a deal yeah it's just a minor development like it's not it's <laughs> i think comparing it to the neglect that jonas has had his whole life through hannah and not keeping the fridge well stocked this isn't that big of a deal, but we thought we had to include it because yeah. it technically is, it... is a betrayal. <laughs> if anything, this is a welcome release for Jonas. <laughs> <to be laughs> yeah. He can have all the milk he wants in the afterlife. Yeah, yeah. Finally, I get to I get to go meet up with my dad, and we can eat toast of eye together and laugh at our mother's <laughs> failed attempts to seduce men in various different timelines. So this is um, the one that I wanted Conrad to watch the episode for. Now yeah. we're not going to analyze it in any way. We'll do that on the podcast. But uh, I th- he really like this. It would have been strange if in the Jonas betrayals <laughs> this wasn't in it. Yeah, this this is um, joking slightly aside. This feels like a fairly significant betrayal uh, <laughs> by Altmata, given unless I'm very much mistaken, Jonas is just dead at the at the end of this episode, um, which is yeah. As I mean, there's no real coming back from that, despite what my theory matrix might have said earlier in uh, <laughs> in season one. Maybe this is where the philosopher's stone is going to come into it. Like Altmer is going to come in and be like, hello, Jonas. And, <laughs> and hold it, hold it aloft and it will start glowing and bring him back from the dead. Well, here's hoping. Here's hoping. Uh, I mean, that would be good to get you some more points in the matrix. <laughs> yeah, I'd very much enjoy that, but I'm not holding out. I'm not okay. holding out for it. But yeah, right. so that's our top 10 Jonas betrayals. Okay, so the next top 10 is the top 10 romances that probably shouldn't have happened. Get, strap yourselves in, folks, because there's a few. Yeah. I mean, well, there's there's literally 10. That's how these work. But, like, it, it, there could have been more. Um, so we're going to start this off with... Um, I, I guess this is maybe a little bit out of left field. But in season three, or I guess at the end of season two as well. I can't mm. remember when this actually is first hinted at. Um, uh, Hannah, season two, yeah. Yeah, Hannah and Egon in the 50s. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously that shouldn't be happening because hannah's not in her correct time <laughs> yeah she just she doesn't really appreciate the potential significance of having a child in 2019 and then going back to the 50s and having a child there it's like 
Okay, I don't think you're really thinking this through, Hannah. Um, yeah, like I, I find it very strange is that like this is the same old policeman that she went and gave like the rape allegation to in season one. Yeah, if you if you've seen a, someone as a really old man and then you go back in time, like I don't know, wouldn't that old man's image be in your mind all the time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like when people uh, are like really into like George Clooney now, or so. I don't mean George Clooney's still very good looking now, but it's sort of like if you saw him in in the eighties, would you would you be able to get that image out of your mind? Um, I don't I don't think you would, but I mean maybe that's what <laughs> Hannah's into. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what she's um, into. the silver fox I mean, Egon. <laughs> we know she's into police based on uh, based oh, yeah. on you know who she's chosen. So Lots maybe of uniform. Yeah, that that kind of that uh, sexual preference overwrites all other all other concerns um but yeah i mean also just in terms of these characters like hannah i don't think should ever have a romance ever again because they all end badly for her um and egon uh was not ready to have a child with this woman (laughs) based on how he responds when he finds out she's pregnant which i'm going to be charitable and say it wasn't the best (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. he could have handled it better Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, moving on from that talking about Hannah and police officers, we've got, I guess in season one, well, no, we'll come back to the other one, actually. In season one, Hannah and Ulrich. Um, this relationship, uh, it could have been that you could have a million timelines in a million worlds, and this relationship still would not work out. No, no, think. no, no. Uh, it's, uh, there's a real obsession from Hannah towards Ulrich that I don't really think if you have this sort of obsession... Uh, with with someone, if you actually get into a relationship with them, I think the chance of success is zero. <laughs> like, yeah, let's, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, yeah, infatuation is rarely a good sign for for a stable, balanced relationship. Like, and unfortunately, yeah. yeah, Hannah, Hannah, kind of, she oscillates wildly between I am one hundred percent infatuated with you and love everything about you, and then as soon as they don't reciprocate, or in fact, it, to be honest, even if they do reciprocate to the same kind of level, she'll then swing back to I hate you so much, like you don't, you're 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 beneath me. So yeah, yeah like and I just as a little exercise, guys, someone in the comments, if you want to, point to me to a relationship in the real world where a stalker has successfully. <laughs> went, went out with the person they're stalking swung someone around yeah, like, they're all right, Hannah actually. was literally a stalker like remember she was out in the forest watching her uh, Ulrich and Katarina and yeah. then she found like uh, uh, Yasin's bag sorry Boris's bag um, <laughs> so like she literally was stalking him so yeah. I don't think that stalkers can really, uh, re- really have a successful relationship with that person yeah, I mean, I feel like even if you give them a chance and say like, you know what, we'll go on a date, we'll see how it goes it's always going to be in the back of your mind like yeah. Is there poison in this lasagna they're bringing me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like... Yeah. Um, Jonas basically just didn't didn't really uh, did did no sorry not Jonas Ulrich didn't really uh, put that in. when he saw Hannah grown up right and he was like actually not too bad not too bad yeah. um, he didn't think about the past as like oh yeah but I remember the last time I saw her behind a tree watching me in the forest <laughs> maybe not a good <laughs> <Yeah>. idea <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah like uh, Ulrich I mean you know so what you want about Hannah like Ulrich himself is not a good judge of character when it comes to uh, potential sexual partners so no. he clearly didn't think it that think it through that much either no, um but yeah um speaking of the Nielsens the next one is uh in season two we get this confirmed although it's kind of it's it's kind of present in season one as well Jonas and Marta it's a biggie it's a biggie why shouldn't that actually? What's wrong with that? Uh, well, I mean, they just don't seem that well that well suited to each other. They're not a good match. 
No, yeah, yeah, they're not. They are not a good match at all. Uh, despite what they say later on, they are not. A good I match. still, I still remember that line in season one, and just how ridiculous. Even at that point, without knowing what he said, like what he would say later on, or I guess earlier on in 2019, that line is so bad. <laughs> just like, what are you trying to do? We're here? not a good match. Yeah, nothing I mean, to do it does, with it being does your have aunt. a lot. It does have a lot of weight later. Whenever we find out why, but it's. Yeah, the, yeah. The fact yeah, that I'm... that's the first time we hear it, it's just like I don't know. Wait, we're not a good match. Like you put it down to the, the translation being wrong. Like really. Yeah, but but as it turns out, uh, she's his aunt, so uh, it probably shouldn't have sex with your aunt yeah. if you can help it. You know, and I, you know, exactly. And I didn't see them cracking a condom open at the very least. Well, we know, like you know. Yeah, we know we, for a fact they didn't. <laughs> like, late, at least in on. one situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, and and I suspect in this one as well. Although you know, we'll we'll. I'm not, I'm not sure how they're going to resolve any of these now because everything's all up in the air with um with certain characters now being dead. Um, but I mean, talking about this, we then have to talk about Jonas and Marta again in again. season three. The squeakquel. Yeah, the squeakquel. Yeah, <laughs> with with Alt Marta this time, and I I don't know how you feel about this, Anthony, but to me. I feel like Jonas is trying is playing a dangerous game here with like trying to trick fate. It's a thing like look, she's not technically my aunt. Yeah. <laughs> right? There's yeah, nothing, like, surely, nothing wrong with this. Surely our DNA is mirrored. You know, it's 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 like, <laughs> it's, it's tech but technically the opposite of auntie and nephew. Our DNA yeah. is the opposite. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's like okay, technically speaking, this might be okay from a relation blood relationship standpoint, but I think deep down in his heart Jonas knows that this shouldn't have happened. And oh, yet. yeah. Uh, actually, I think at this point he's like, "Just listen, this is all fucked up." Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's, I think he's, that's he's exactly just like, what he's thinking. He's just like, "Listen, this is all fucked up. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever I do has been done before." Jeez, I just may as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have, you know, I'm gonna have a good time. Like, I'm gonna go out swinging. Um, from from the second his Martha died and then he saw the other one come, he's like. Right, I don't know how long this one's gonna last. I need to get, I need, I need yeah, to I need somehow to get exploit this to the point where I can have sex with this Marta because it's off the table in my world. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think so. He spent he like old Claudia, uh, kind of uh, took him away in 2019, didn't? And she and he like stayed with her for a year, didn't he? They mentioned so that, th- yeah. So that was like a year he spent without anything, presumably. So he's got to be very sexually frustrated at this point. Yeah, um, unless there's, unless there's something to the Jonas and Claudia relationship that we don't know. But yeah, I mean, you know, she's she's been around the block a few times. Like she could definitely maybe maybe she was teaching him other things as well. Yeah. <laughs> In the forest, you show it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a fan fiction that I'm sure has been written at some point. Jonas and Claudia's year together, a sexual awakening for for Jonas Carnwald. Oh God, Christ! Okay, I'm uh, moving on from that before we get into too much hot water. Um, <laughs> in season two, the relationship of Ellie and Noah. Yes, yeah. this one is this one's a weird one because technically Noah is having sex with his own granddaughter, <laughs> but. I feel well, like although if you listen to own... if you listen to the the episode uh, back at the start of season three for the for the After Dark podcast, I did explain how it could be possible that there was no <laughs> genetic uh, relationship. Yeah, I mean, I mean, your yeah, your your contention was that if they don't share any any DNA, then or any uh, chromosomes, genes, yeah. yeah, genes, um, then that's fine. Which I don't think 
I, I feel like wouldn't hold up in court. To, <laughs> to, yeah, it's to true. Be honest. It probably it probably wouldn't. Uh, but <laughs> we also <laughs> have to we also have to like uh, put across the idea that it's it, it's it's weird that Noah even even in season two whenever like you know you you see how young no- actually season three actually you see Noah uh, how how old he was whenever he actually first started sort of being with uh, Elizabeth. Like yeah. She was like fifteen or fourteen, fifteen, yeah. and he's like what. 18 um uh, it's i suppose it's not that weird but it is it is like put it this way if it wasn't a post-apocalyptic world and he was showing up to pick her up from school there'd be yeah there'd, there'd yeah. be there'd be eyes turning towards that yeah if he was rolling up in his car to pick her up from from uh junior high or whatever whatever she's in I, i'm not sure what the german school system is like but um yeah there would be questions asked i think and rightfully so yeah so you know, I'll I'll give them some leeway because, as you say, there's not many options in the post-apocalyptic world. It's uh, it seems like it's Ellie or a soldier uh, are your <laughs> are your choices now in Vinland. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not a it's it's an odd relationship. Like going out with someone who is also their own grandmother is going to cause biological complications somewhere down the line, and um, I, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be related. Yeah, to but the way it, it goes, way. though, like the way the way it happened, you can't. Like, he can't look at her and go, "Geez, you're your own grandmother." She's not yeah. going near you. Like, it's it's already <laughs> happened. Like he's the he's the grandfather. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's a difficult one to unpick that, to be honest. So I can't be too harsh, but it's yeah. in there. It's yeah, in yeah. there. Objectively, we can't argue about it. Yeah. Um, okay. Season one. Then this is this is a heartbreaker. This one. It's Ellie and Yasin. Yeah, star star cross lovers. Never. Meant it was never. It, it was never going to work. It it's, was never going to work. It's, the reason why it probably shouldn't have happened. Because let's remember that's the name of this list. The reason why this romance probably shouldn't have happened is because if Ellie didn't go out with Yasin, then the adult middle aged Noah wouldn't have been seething with jealous rage, <laughs> yeah. and he wouldn't have kidnapped Yasin. Yeah, know? wouldn't have attempted to kill him, which would have which would then result in Yasin being radicalized and turned into the head of a crime syndicate masquerading as a nuclear plant in the form of Alexander. Yeah, exactly. Well, All of that you know, has to be taken a, into account. It's it's a, it's almost like a kind of Greek tragedy that this sort of this fundamentally good man in Yasin <laughs> who is corrupted purely for love. It's just it's, it's yeah. for love that is you know it's pure uh, as the driven snow. And yet, these two characters are pulled apart and will never meet again. Actually, yeah, they're never in a scene again, are they? Alexander and Alexander and Elizabeth aren't ever in a scene, are they? No, but but I like to think that every every you know every year, Elizabeth, even even in the future when she's only got one like one crazy eye and like you know, I like to think that every year she goes to Yasin slash Boris slash Alexander's grave and lays a flower. Every, yeah, you know. yeah, I think I think that's definitely canon. That one hundred percent happens. Yeah, um, and. Uh, yeah, maybe Alexander talking about um, inappropriately old men showing up at schools. Maybe he he turns up to the school school in twenty nineteen and watches his younger self with uh, with Elizabeth and kind of you know just from a from a you know respectable distance. Maybe uh, <laughs> what's even worse is we never actually met Yasin's dad, so maybe oh, like no. maybe you know old Yontifris, who's uh, yeah. Yasin's mum, of course. Maybe Alexander slash Boris slash Yasin. Oh There's... wow! Well, so so Yas so Alex- Yasin is his own dad, and Ellie uh, is her own grandmother. Yeah, and he makes them together. Cool. It's another reason why this probably shouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, in a, in like an ideal situation, neither of these couples would exist. But you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah. Um. The the man. Oh, I'm trying to remember the the quote from Dark now. Man, like man can't control what he wills or something like that. It's oh, um, um, it's you you can't you can't choose what you want. Yeah, you can't, something you, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's like something like that. Yeah, yeah. You can't choose what you want, so therefore everything's predetermined. Like you, you, yep. you know, yeah. So, um, speaking of, that's a nice segue into this next one, which is like so. We've talked about relationships where it's really a couple of people who shouldn't be together because mm-hmm. they are fairly closely related um which is kind of standard fare for dark this one is just two people who shouldn't be together because they don't actually seem to like each other very much <laughs> very much and True. that is Tronta and yana throughout the entire show um they they just seem like yana was a second choice for Tronta uh, uh, compared to claudia like i think there is a little bit of um question in the 50s storyline yeah, between like yeah, sort is. of Tronta. He de- definitely does seem to be a little doe-eyed on Yana, but then yeah. Claudia's there going, no, you come with me, we take off our clothes. You know, um, that's that. there does seem to be a little bit of that going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would never say that uh, Claudia is abusing Tronter in any way. Like, he's sort of, <laughs> you know, I'm sure, he's, he's taken advantage of the situation at the same time, but... Oh, yeah, but, he loves it, I think. Like, yeah. he just likes the attention. You know, like, we can see it in his eyes, you know. But, yeah, uh, but yeah Tronter and Yana, they're, <laughs> I don't think, like, the stuff with their children, like, if the only part of your relationship that has been positive yeah, is, is when you're like 12 seen... years old or 14 years old. It's probably... Yeah. T- we've, <laughs> we've seen nothing else from either of you to, to suggest that you actually like each other. It's just, we're going to have this nice little chat by the lake when we're 14, and then we're basically never going to have another conversation for the rest of our lives that doesn't revolve around either the death of one of our sons <laughs> or the fact that you're still having an affair with Claudia. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, and, you know, he he's a Nielsen ultimately the the nielsen the nielsen blood runs hot they yeah. they have a they have a uh, they have a, a a sort of propensity for adultery she knew what she was getting into or maybe she i guess maybe she didn't cuz i don't know what she would have found out straight away like come on this is this is Toronto. he exudes masculine adulterous yeah. energy you know look at that look at that suede jacket you don't wear that by accident <laughs> that's that's a that's a playboy right there exactly um so to 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 go to the alt world now we've mm-hmm. got Alt Hannah and Alt Ulrich. And just to reiterate again, we have a million timelines and a million worlds and this relationship still isn't going to work. Yeah, I, I will say though that I absolutely love the little the little things like that Hannah's doing like Katarina did in the first season, like going and smelling Charlotte. And yeah. Like, I, I, I did enjoy that, to be honest with you. Um, but it's like, Hannah's never going to have a happy time. Like it doesn't... It, actually, there's not many characters in this show who have a happy time. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, I can't think of... Any, I mean the 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 unknown slash the cleanup crew. They seem to be having a whale of a time. Oh, they're doing exactly honest. what they want. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're doing what they've, they've they're doing what they've been bred to do. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like their their theme is this like really ominous like dong dong. But in their heads, they're they're listening to like I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. like <laughs> like garroting burnt in a chair. Yeah. Um, yeah, but apart from that, I think you're right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's many others apart from them. Maybe, maybe Adam. I don't know. Adam seems very sad all the time. Well, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of characters in this show that aren't involved in this whole uh, thing. You know, like uh, the teacher at the school, for example. Like, you know, we don't know his life's like. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure he has an okay life. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Maybe, maybe the more oblivious you are to this, the happier your life is. 
just you know blissful ignorance um mm-hmm. but yeah i think i think this is another just another like i i actually really like this reveal in, in when we got to see the old world because it does sort of compound the reality for for hannah and ulrich that ulrich is just is a leopard who will not change his spots like mm-hmm. they might get together but he will still cheat on on whoever he's with because he just fundamentally has commitment issues um and yep. it's confirmed here yep um okay so see so, yeah great guy um yeah i regret the in, in season one this kind of uh, early conversations about him where it's like oh he seems a bit charming and roguish and then by the end of season <laughs> season two it's like Ulrich's not great <laughs> yeah like All even told. like Ema's uh description of him like straight away is like he's like having sex with this woman he's sweaty he's in like jogging pants he's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, he's like uh he goes back to his own family still like having him washed his hands like yeah and it's uh oh, but we did talk about maybe he had some hand sanitizer but uh, uh yeah i hope so but like Ema said in terms of his costume she knew he was a, he was a creep straight away like yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that. Maybe that's like kind of a a a, a woman's view on it that that I'm not I'm not like kind of privy to because when I saw him, I was just like, this guy seems all right. And then and then, it, and then it took him, yeah, it took him beating a child's head in for me to be like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> like he's he's not he's not as good as I thought he was. Um. So we got like the next one we've got is a. I think I it's a relationship where I think these two are actually good for each other and. It's probably far enough away that it's fine, and that's Magnus and Francisca, who are related. They're loosely related to one another. Yeah, but they do also seem to genuinely care for one another and seem like an, a quite a good couple. So probably shouldn't have gotten together on purely biological grounds. Yeah, but I think they'd probably be low in this list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with you. Like, I think. Uh... I don't know. We'll 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 see what happens with them. Uh, would your would your opinion change if you found out that they do have a child? I don't think so. I don't because I mean, well, so to 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 reiterate what we've discussed before, because I have seen some comments from people who say they never really thought about them being related. But Noah is Francisca's grandfather. Yes, grandfather. Yeah, grandfather. And and Magnus's great uncle, um, because he's agnes's brother um so it's a loose familiar familial relationship um it's not great it, like if you give him the choice of you know having having sex with your i guess she'd be like his third cousin or something like that you probably shouldn't do it but yeah. you know it's not in, in in the context of dark where people are you know getting together with god knows who like uh, this this isn't too bad I no don't no it's not too bad you can, you can, it's, it's believable like that people would be married for a couple of years and then they're like hang on who's your great uncle yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah they go to like a bit a bit of like a funeral or a wedding or something and they're like why are all of our families sitting on the same side of the aisle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can see it. have an awkward conversation be like this is this is our, my great uncle uh, noah and, and francis <laughs> is just sitting there like oh. <laughs> <laughs> or she might not even know actually yeah, yeah, actually. Oh, well, oh no, no, they will do by the time they're old because they're think, both in Sigmundus, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I think, so. I think they probably do by that point, yeah. Um, and what this last one is just, these guys are just a bad couple. So yeah. rounding things off, we've got Alt Killian and Alt Marta in season three. Yeah. Alt Killian implies that Marta is just with him to piss off her uh, her mother. And I see no evidence that they actually like each other beyond the fact they're both in, in the drama club. So, That's, is know. that not enough? Is that not enough? 
not for Marta. And also, uh, to be honest, like pissing off her mother, uh, she is way more pissed off when she finds Jonas coming down the stairs <laughs> than than I think she ever was with Killian. So oh, yeah, well, come on, come on, look, look at Jonas, like look what yeah. he looks like at that moment. Why, why have you let this homeless man into <laughs> into our house? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there we go. That's the top ten romances that probably shouldn't have happened. I think that's yep. that's a conclusive list, guys. I think you're all happier that that's in your life now. But the the next one is the top 10 worst characters to ask to dispose of a body. Yep. And there's a few characters in this show who are asked to dispose of bodies at various different points. There's also some that are in this list that probably weren't asked to dispose of a body at any point, or certainly weren't asked from what we saw, but who I don't think would be would be great at it. Yeah. Um, so the, the first one on the list, it, it was always going to be here, like that we had to start, and that's with Peter Doppler. <laughs> <laughs> now he's one of the few characters that we actually see being asked to dispose of a body and i literally can't think of anyone who isn't a child who would be worse at it than peter uh, he, he as we see in episode five of season three he can't really fight so if there's any <laughs> discovery of the body he's just gonna he's just gonna panic um and he's one of those characters you look at and it, it just seems like he he just wants to be at home with ellie making jam at all times yeah, marmalade but marmalade, I, I, I would say to him i would say this is a, this is about peter if i was to ask him to dispose of the body i would say right promise me this you're not gonna find the dirt on your the rug of your car in the middle of a parking lot of a school take the rug out pat it off start crying <laughs> and then collapse up against the side of the car yeah i just don't you, do that promise me that you don't do that <laughs> i'll i'll ask you to do this for me <laughs> yeah i feel like when when that when that like whole thing was 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 being kind of like revealed when cloud and when uh, charlotte was finding the dirt claudia was just like off in the woods just like face palming like all yeah. he had to do was tap the dirt out somewhere that wasn't on the path like it's so simple peter but yeah like he's he's he couldn't do it he, he couldn't do it no i mean he peter is a lovely character i i have a lot of time for peter but he is also one of the most incompetent characters in the entire show um and speaking of incompetent characters the other one it was always going to come here after peter and that's bartos yeah um as far as we see with Bartos, the only thing that Noah ever asks him to do, and fair enough, maybe this was the intent, but it was was to bring the time machine back from wherever he was to twenty nine or twenty twenty, um, and he couldn't do that. He got captured in the cave by his friends and tied up, yeah. <laughs> and and forced to talk, yeah. which. You know, okay, maybe no one wanted that to happen, but Bartos didn't know that. Uh, well, the only way that you ask Bartos to dispose of a body is if your intention is for him to get caught. Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you want to get him caught red-handed with the body, probably well, like Bartos is the kind of character who will be like dragging the body through the woods, and then yeah. Egon will like shine a torch on and be like, "What are you doing?" And like comedically at that moment, Bartos's trousers will also fall down, <laughs> like just so so he just it couldn't be a more embarrassing situation for him. If you want that to happen, Bartos is your man. Um, <laughs> if you actually want the body disposed of successfully, don't pick Bartos. Yeah, I agree. Um, and we've got, um, in terms of other, we, we've kind of got, well, we've gone from one Sigmundus acolyte to to another here in the form of Helga, um, who actually did dispose of a few bodies. Yeah. But when you actually think about what he's doing, um, every single one of them is found. And yeah. I know that, and again, that's probably by design. They wanted them to be found. But I feel like Helga maybe didn't know that. He was just like, I'm going to put it in this big pile of sand. 
at the construction site for the nuclear plant or in the woods. <laughs> and they're always found. Yeah, they are always found. And he's just like he's just like covering it up with the dirt and he's walking away. <coughs> and then the and then the shot just shows the foot still showing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like the leg sticking straight up out of the ground. <laughs> and in like a hundred feet away there's the like hospital or something like that. <laughs> Don't even go far to dispose of this body, Helga. Um yeah, I mean he, he does I guess he he does he's trusted enough by Noah to do this. But I don't think he does a very good job of it, and um, he's also he's like morally compromised as well because he starts asking questions, which is the last thing you want um, of 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 a of a, a bag man. Uh, <laughs> a bag man. Um, next on our list is, of course, uh, Tronta, um, who he's he seems more competent, I would say, than Peter. Like when he and Cla- when he and Peter are asked to dispose of the body of um, of Mads by Claudia. I feel like Tronta probably did a lot of the hard work, which is why he's the one who's got like blood on his on his sleeve. Yeah, I know a bush. I'm gonna I know I know, yeah. I know I know a bush. We'll go put him underneath the bush. That'll do. Well they, yeah they, hasn't you, been struck- trimmed in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you've struck upon the, the core problem with Tronta is that it's not so much the disposing of the body, it's the fact that when he's put on the spot by Yana, he will just say, Oh I was trimming bushes at night. <laughs> Uh, like, like he hasn't got a cover story. He doesn't think that far enough, that far ahead, and yeah. and so he's always going to get rumbled. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Particularly when he's he's not actually trimming the bushes either. You know, and Diana's not stupid. You know, she can yeah. see. She's so, out with she's out with the measuring tape. This is the yeah. same as it was yesterday. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, these haven't been corded off for you know <laughs> several months. Um, and so our next one, we're 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 back on this among the six month sick Mundus crew. Um, we've got young Helga. So in some of these lists, I have amalgamated characters into into one slot. Yeah. Where basically, if the list demanded that I had to do that because I wanted to get other characters into it, that's what I've done here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was I was running out of ideas, so I thought, <laughs> like, yeah, I'll put young Helga in here. But so, uh, but uh, as opposed to older Helga. I think young Helga is actually quite obviously a bit creepy and weird and would be like a prime suspect. They're beautiful uh, when they're dead. Yeah, exactly. Like he talks about he talks about dead bodies a lot. Um yeah. I I feel like the police wouldn't be that pressed to think of him uh, or think of his name when like a body went missing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, I, but also he can't carry the the uh, the bodies. Oh yeah, he's also a child. That's a, that's, <laughs> you know. I think in this list, basically, there there should be like a, a a kind of caveat at the beginning that says all children would be bad at this, yeah, because they're children, unless they're like really buff kids. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, which, yeah, speaking of which, Yasin, <laughs> Yasin, Yasin doesn't dispose of bodies; he makes no, them. He makes them. Yeah, he, he puts you in the ground is what Yasin does. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, so, no, in this case, he doesn't put you in the ground. He leaves you where you fall. Yeah, but he, and, doesn't, and, he doesn't as, care. He's so no, he, no yeah. you you're your body is a warning to others. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't cross him. Like you know, no. this man has been on a journey. Like, like look how long it took Klausen to find him. Even when he leaves yeah. the body there. It takes yeah, people exactly. so long to find him anyway. He He's happy to let you chase him. He always, in fact, actually, Yasin strikes me as the kind of character who always leaves one alive to tell the tale. <laughs> like, <laughs> to further his legend. Yeah. The legend but, of Yasin grows by the day. Like, he, yeah. he's, he's just an animal, this boy. But, I mean, Yasin does employ people to hide his bodies for him. Yes, true. But it's also, you have to remember, we never saw his mother after that day. That's true. Maybe she crossed him. Yeah, it's like yeah, 
she let the milk go off as well. And she was like, never again, mother. Yeah, yeah Yasin's <laughs> like, I've seen how frail Jonas is. I'm not letting that fucking happen to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting my foot down now yeah. on your head. Yeah. Frying pan to the back of the head. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then he gives gives Jürgen Obendorf a ring. That's why he was walking to school through the woods on him on his own, because he just killed his mom. Yeah, yeah, he just got done burying her, and as luck would have it, like yeah. Noah found him, and then there was a there was a tussle between between them. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Yasin is, as we well know, a criminal mastermind who creates bodies, and then the next couple of characters are the ones he tasks with trying to dispose of them. I think so. First off, we've got the lesser of the two. It's Eric Obendorf, of course. Yeah, gone but not forgotten. Old Eric. Um, he left behind a stash of drugs in just a chair in the woods. Um, what a legend. Which I, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, great for Bartos. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, he, he very much enjoyed that. But I feel like that doesn't... That's not a resounding endorsement of his ability to hide anything. If he's just like, oh, I'll just pop it in this chair. Have you seen the It's Always Sunny Philadelphia episode where Danny DeVito is in the, in the chair? Yes. <laughs> that's what I'm imagining. He just puts the dead bodies in the chair. And you can see the outline of it against <laughs> yeah. the chair, like bleeding through the fabric. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, just ignore that don't worry about it yeah just an arm sticking out the side um yeah that's i think that's what eric would do and this other character is i think he'd be better at it and that's jürgen obendorf but i think we all know where he's gonna hide it that's that's gonna be it that's gonna be that's the issue if if you have any inkling that jürgen obendorf (laughs) has had anything to do with the, the missing body just go and check his wet pit. Yeah, check the wet drug pit. The body's yeah. in there. We know it is. That's where he puts everything. Like he's yeah. got PS5 down there. He's got yeah. like, he's got everything that, that that is at all illicit in his wet pit. Yeah. Um. So I mean, he'll get rid of it for you, but you know, it's gonna I, get found. I'm still not convinced that Eric is in the wet pit. Like I I, I think Eric might be in there. Like I know that oh, we saw yeah. where he ended up, but I think Jurgen probably went through time, got his body in and put him <laughs> yeah, in his wet just pit. Just stuck him in there. He doesn't yeah. want his mum to find him. Doesn't yeah. want his mum to worry about it. <laughs> like, yeah. he just put him in the wet pit. Um yeah, and, and and likewise, um this is another character who has been asked to hide things before. He does an okay job of it, but you know where it's gonna be, and that's that's Torben. Yeah. You know, if, if if we ask Torben to hide something, he's putting it in the in the truck, and he's giving Benny the keys. <laughs> and it's that that what we didn't see. I mean, I think we've only had one brief glimpse into that truck, which is when the stranger walked into it, right? Uh yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I so I feel like maybe behind the barrels of cesium one three seven, there was like a bunch of like diamonds uh, that, <laughs> that that were like that Yasin was trying to con- conceal, and you know probably some <laughs> bodies on meat hooks, like that scene in Goodfellas as well. I love the yeah, I love the idea that they don't even just put them in the barrels. Like they they actually just have behind a wall <laughs> yeah. of barrels this room yeah. of people on meat hooks and diamonds yeah. everywhere. Yeah, that's that's and and Yasin doesn't know about it as well because he's he's foolishly. You know, has, uh, uh, th- this he trusts the, the, him. He trusts him. Yeah, I mean, the ballad of Yasin is one of him just trusting the wrong people. That's what brought him down. Was ultimately, uh, as as love of Ellie set him off down the path to becoming a criminal mastermind. What brought his downfall upon him was trusting the wrong people. And you know, the case of people like Torben who, who yeah. just do a bad job of hiding stuff. Like all you um, need to do to make Yasin trust you is to make a really cool little surfer dude out of an acorn or out of a yeah. pine cone. And he, yeah, he's, he's, he's too in. trusting. He's in. That's yeah. that's why he. That's why. Uh, well, actually, I'd like to see the uh, relationship between Helga and um, and Yasin. Uh, whenever Yasin started working at the power plant, 
and yeah. he was like he was like welding up the door because you can imagine he went around to Helga and said, "Right, Helga, you're the caretaker here. Where's the welder, mate?" Like, but then wouldn't he be like, "Hang on, that's the guy who made that little stick guy." He <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> <laughs> put him on a, no, but but what might have happened is he he didn't confront him directly because Yasin's too smart for that, so yeah. he put him on a list instead. And then he was like kind of prodding Helga while he was at work, like telling him maybe you should go driving in yeah. the uh, in the nineteen in the nineteen eighties. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, perfect. Yeah, so he set him up. Um, and the last one on this list, list it's a bit of out, out of left field, but well, rounding things out, uh, we've got young Charlotte, or, or actually maybe even adult Charlotte, because we don't know, but young Charlotte is definitely a big fan of taking bodies and putting them in her fridge next to the frozen pizzas <laughs> yeah. and the chips. Um, and... You know, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. It'll definitely preserve them. Uh, it depends what your what your motive is. Like, are you trying yeah. to preserve or? Yeah, I, I, that 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 is the problem. Is she'll put you in the fridge next to a frozen pizza, and then I don't know what she did with them afterwards. Like, do we ever see what she does with them afterwards? Actually, no. I'm assuming she ate them. <laughs> oh, Christ! I hope not. Game, <laughs> very gamey. Yeah, that make that makes Charlotte a lot more a lot darker of a character um but yeah so it, it you know it's similar to torben it, it i guess it is hidden but it's only a matter of time until like hg townhouse comes looking for a frozen pizza in between making time machines <laughs> yeah. it's like oh let me just check the fridge and then it's like oh no there's a body in here yeah. uh and and you know the whole operation gets rumbled at that point so charlotte's in there too yeah. okay well i think that was very conclusive that is yeah that i think no one will argue with any of those that that's pretty good um what about the next ones like this this is actually again this this category you know when people think about uh the tv show some of the categories have been like very obvious ones we choose obviously you're going to choose about who would dispose of a dead body you yeah. choose you know romances that shouldn't have happened jonas portrayals these are all things that we would have thought of first of all when you say top tens the yeah, next absolutely. one's a bit a bit more niche and that's yeah. just top 10 characters yeah, so if you want to tune out now because we've done the important stuff, yeah, I, I, I won't hold it against you. This is this is like kind of the artsy bullshit that we have to get through to maintain our credibility. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, top ten characters, right? Okay, again, so. definitive. Remember that. No one yeah. can argue with this. this Don't comment telling us we're wrong. Yeah, top ten, but there's no order to these. No. Um, but and it's also not our favorites. We just have to we have to look at them with a with an objective eye. Which yeah, ones are the top ten? Yeah, like so, we objectively pick the top ten characters, and this is correct and right. So don't don't worry about that. Um, yeah. So the first one on the list, I think you kind of have to start here. I think he's the best character in the whole show, and that's Noah. Yeah, like he's good. He's good. <laughs> yeah, he's he's good. He's good. Like he loves his apples, loves his <laughs> knives. <laughs> yeah, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, and I've never seen a doctor approach Noah. So it does no. work. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, you know, it, uh, so what, what our listeners might notice is the last two categories in this might be a little bit more serious and critically focused than the first three. Um, but so with the case of Noah, I think, dramatically speaking, he gets so much cool stuff to do in this show. He has a great a great theme. We'll come back to the idea of villains getting great character themes yeah, um, yeah. a little bit later. But Noah's is one of the best. His introduction is amazing. Um, his his arc from season one to season two is is great too. There's just there's so much to love about him, and you know Mark Bashke's performance oh, um, is is spot on. Really, I I don't think there's anything 
more uh, there's not well actually i was gonna say there's not a single thing about his character that isn't great maybe the dub uh based on what we've discussed <laughs> that's what i was saying that it, when your only negative part of the character is who they got to play you in the dub it's doing yeah. pretty well you know? the utter failure to cast someone who's good as you in the dub when you're like one of the most important characters in the whole show exactly um but yeah so noah's there next one up i don't think anyone will be that surprised by by this as well but that's that's cloudier and this is another one where i've kind of lumped in all all of the in this list we've lumped all the characters from the different timelines into one yeah yeah i I think claudia is as you as you know one of my favorite characters in the whole show um you know you sort of hinted a little bit like that we haven't really seen much of what she's doing in season three yet we saw a little bit in episode five which we'll talk about on that podcast but yeah you know i Without, obviously it's not a spoiler to say we're going to see more of Claudia because you, yeah, just, you yeah. just know we are because uh, she is like the, the three heads that propel this story forward especially in the last season here is Jonas or Adam yeah. Eva or Altmata and obviously Claudia is sort of this rogue uh, sort of she's not really it doesn't really seem to be on a particular side yeah so, that's why it can, I, I mean we won't go into it too much here but that's why it confused me a bit when old Claudia shows up and is like oh I'm on Eva's side because it's like hmm okay um but but yeah like i think you're absolutely right like those are the three kind of driving forces and i think you know that episode of the simpsons where they introduce poochie to the itchy and scratchy show and homer basically proposes that whenever cloudy is not on screen everyone should be asking where's poochie yeah (laughs) that's how that's how i feel with claudia like whenever cloudy is not around it's like where's claudia (laughs) what's what's she up to because the show goes through these periods where it's like in season one they did a lot of it and they do it again, uh, or they've done it again so far in season three, where they really haven't shown us very much of Claudia. And then at the end, she turns up and she's like, "Oh, what up? I fixed everything. Don't worry about it." Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so I'm looking forward to that. And and you know, in terms of her characterization on a more like grounded level, not not necessarily central to the plot, but she gets introduced as such a badass when she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go repel into this cave in heels," yeah. um, and like just immediately get involved in in the time travel stuff. Uh, she she gets a she gets a great introduction and she's really well really well played as well. I mean that's true of I think pretty much every character in the show. Um, but uh, but yeah, hashtag trust Claudia is has been something I've repeated multiple times and I stand by it. She'll yeah. fix this. Yeah. Um, Okay, so next up, this is a biggie. I'm sure no one will be surprised to hear of this young slash middle-aged slash old man uh, being in the list, Uh, but that's Jonas slash Stranger slash Adam. Well, you know, it has to be there. Um, uh, We we were going to include them in separate points, but I think to get more characters into the top 10... (laughs) Yeah, we kind of cheated. There's some later on that they... Like, some later on need to be in the top 10, let's be honest, but... uh, I think uh, these three, there's not much to say. Like we've done about, I think if you took all the time we've done in analyzing these characters' arcs, you could probably add it up to 10 hours or something. So Yeah, yeah, they're, they're just, um, you know, uh, I actually, I, I can't now remember the names of the actors who play Stranger and Adam, but but Lewis Hoffman is amazing. Uh, mm. There's so much that they, that they get to Peachman do. Andreas Peachman, uh, that's it, yeah, for the Stranger. Stranger, yeah. But yeah, they're great. They're, they're they're so damn good. They're they're cl- probably the closest thing the show has to like a, a protagonist throughout all three seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um. I have no idea where we're going now with that, based on what happened in season five. We shall see. Um. But yeah, they're they're, they're not a hero, but they're the closest thing we have to a protagonist, and they are amazing. Um. So next up, um, the the characters that I have dubbed the cleanup crew, or C-U-C. I guess C U C. Um. Although I guess they're the unknown. If you want to go on the like the boring, the boring real name for them, Gary the Unknown. Um, 
yeah, they, like I mean, we said this multiple times. Dark is absolutely phenomenal at introducing villains and being like, these guys are bad guys, and we're gonna make you immediately feel threatened by them um, from the moment you see them. And th- these guys are another example of that. Like they've got this amazing theme they're immediately threatening and the performances of the three actors who play them are fantastic oh yeah i agree um the unknown to me it's 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 dark has a way of doing it as well like with adam as well uh where when characters are introduced very very quickly you sort of forget what life was like without them in your life like yeah yeah like it's like it's like I, i equate it to like when you have kids like like my 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 child one is two and a half years old right I can't. I I know. I can think back and think to myself. All right. Well, I know that I did this and this and this whenever he wasn't here. But I cannot physically picture. Like I can't feel it. What was it like before he existed? To me, he always existed. Like yeah. it's it's really strange that way. How quickly that is, and that's that's how I equate it into the show. As soon as we know the unknown and we have a few scenes with him, it's really strange. Like when when we watch when you rewatch that season one again you'll know they're there somewhere like you know you'll you'll yeah. they'll, they'll you'll feel their presence because you know they're coming you know so that's how i feel that yeah no i think that's spot on and you know the same is true of of adam as well i think yeah. uh talking about villains broadly and, and noah as well what once you yeah once you've kind of been introduced to them in this show it works so well with that that like kind of loose um the the, the loose narratives like and how like they work with the time travel that you can imagine them you know as you say like looming over these events even if we're yeah. not actually seeing them directly um but it's it, i they are like three for three on amazing villains or four for four i guess if you include eva in that because i'm still i still don't trust her um <laughs> in terms of but you know in terms of very rapidly introducing a character who is kind of villainous and then being amazing and well written and well realized from the start um and speaking of the next one has to be Marta. Has to be Marta. Like I mean, like when I wrote this, I thought of Lisa Vicari, like specifically because her, mm-hmm. her performance is amazing. But all all inc- uh, all versions of Marta are brilliant. I think. Yeah, all all inclusive. Um, obviously we'll get into it more in the next next podcast. But I really can't wait to hear your thoughts in full on the fact that unlike Stranger, Yo- uh, Jonas and Adam, uh, it seems that the Martas in all forms once once the young Marta sort of goes that way they're all on the same hymn sheet you yeah know, they're all they're singing all like from unified. the same hymn sheet yeah 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 it, it, it's it is really interesting and i i mean yeah i, I don't want to get too into it now but the 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 way that there's a couple of characters um who, one of whom hasn't actually made it into this list who we both do quite like which is which is magnus um mm-hmm. but there's a couple of characters who in the mirror world are played very differently to how they were played in the in the real world or the prime world um and Marta, I think, is one of them. Um, and the fact that Lisa Vicari is able to switch so seamlessly between those performances um, is a testament to her as an actress um, oh, yeah. and, the, and the writing for the character. But yeah, she is amazing. Um, yeah. Next up, we go from one great female character to another, and that is Hannah. Um, yeah, the easy, like easy to hate. I think ha- is, ha- uh, Hannah. Hannah for me is an interesting character. Yeah. Clearly there's a lot of tragedy to her, but I think she is a genuine narcissist if not psychopath. Um but it's interesting that when people think of the bad guy from Dark, like the worst character who they hate the most, Hannah is actually usually the one they think of. Yeah. But it's interesting because she never killed anyone. You know, she she yeah. she's she's not not done the heinous things other characters have done. It's just that I think it's because the way she portrays b- betrays characters 
and the way that she actually goes about it is a way that we can we can we can imagine a ca- someone in our life who would do that yeah. to us. Yeah, I 100% agree with. That. I think it's because the stuff she does is that is bad is done with malice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think whereas most most characters, maybe with the exception of the unknown slash cleanup crew, um, most characters do. Her, you mean her of- grandson? <laughs> yeah um yeah that's a yeah that, that, that's definitely a relationship that shouldn't happen if it ever does, <laughs> does. that'll get all kinds of messed up um the yeah the, the, like most of the kind of the the bad things that people do in this show are done with a sense of obligation so i think adam never seems to revel in the people he has to kill same goes for eva same even goes for noah to um to a certain extent whereas hannah when she does something bad, she's doing it spitefully, like when she's kind of uh, leaving yeah. Ulrich stuck in prison in the 50s, which I think is why people um, kind of pick her out as a character that they hate. But I think she's a, she's a brilliant character. She's so yeah. well realised. I think uh, I know, ex- I think a lot of people, even if they don't know someone like Hannah in their life, she's very easy to to kind of put your picture, not this, yeah. yeah, to picture, not put yourself in the shoes of, but picture. She's she's such a well written character and so well performed. Um, and you know, as you say, she's a narcissist. She's very selfish. Uh, she, there are soft sides to her. There are things she is capable of doing that are nice and selfless. Um, but but she's a she's just this great kind of like subsidiary. I don't really want to call her a villain because she's not really a villain. Mm-hmm. But this kind of subsidiary kind of nasty character who uh, may be really plot important. I'm not sure yet what's going to happen with that baby. But you know you know when you're getting a Hannah scene that there's probably going to be a lot of like very interesting drama that goes on in it. Yeah, and I just will say as well, just for, we'll. we'll should have talked about this in the last episode, but um, actually, no, we should talk about this in episode 26, but we'll just say it uh, anyway for the Vincess segment. Uh, it's interesting when you think about it now, because Hannah being the unknown's grandfather, a grandmother, sorry, <laughs> um, that means that technically, very distantly, Hannah is like a great, great, great granny of uh, Ulrich. Oh boy, that's true. Oh no. <laughs> 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 we're going back to the list of relationships that shouldn't have happened folks no we're not actually but like it, that like, was one of them on there already though yeah that yo, that is true yeah we'll just add that as a list as a yeah. reason for that like because they are related to each other as well um yeah, yeah christ um okay well i mean that that leads us quite nicely into the next one this is this is a character who i think hasn't actually done that much Mm-hmm. But in the last episode, got one of the dramatic high points of the series, I think. And they they have had a couple of really interesting uh, sort of... They've had a couple of really interesting scenes where they're talking almost in metaphor about what the show is about. And that's Katarina. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Katarina is, yeah, a great character. Top character. Obviously, season three. Every character, like a, we talked about it before, like certain of the background characters or the sort of the sort of supporting characters get their season to shine. So yeah. like you know like in season two it was Charlotte, whereas Charlotte's not really been in season three that much because we sort of know everything we know about her story. She's figured out her big mysteries and everything. Uh, Katarina's is definitely season three, as as if Tronta is in season three as well. Yeah. Whereas Ulrich was season one. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah so I I think I think uh, Katarina coming to the forefront and just like getting fleshed out really does solidify her as one of the top characters for me. Yeah. No, I, I, and it's it's interesting <clears throat> that they've 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 managed to realize her so well because she doesn't i'm trying to think really if she's actually done anything that's kind of propelled the plot forward like i don't think she's really been involved in anything like that i, I mean apart from what we've seen in season five that we'll kind of come back to in a bit more and uh, in episode five rather in a bit more detail 
later but she's always kind of had these really great dramatic scenes so even going back to season one um where uh she has that like long take um with Ulrich where where she reveals that she knows about the affair with Hannah yeah. um but then she's also got scenes like the one with um with her mother um at the when they first meet each other at the nursing home in season three so mm-hmm. she she's kind of this character that's similar to Hannah in a way actually where she's not necessarily plot critical for a lot of it but she, you, she she's a character who you know can be relied upon to really deliver some some interesting stuff every yeah. time they're on screen um and, and the culmination of that in episode five is uh it's fantastic like brilliant brilliant acting from from her yeah it's yeah brilliant and also that that actress is in um Babylon Berlin as well. Oh, is she? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. We'll have to watch that at some very, point. That very... sounds that sounds very much like my thing. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. Um, okay, so the next one. We've got <laughs> three more to go. And yeah. I'm just going to say this. This is live on air, right? We actually have five lists. The the, the, the fifth list, which we'll tell you what it is in a minute. Um, I'm going to put this out to Corred live on air and let us see what he th- says. I okay. think we should save that list for just the uh, the video version of this. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we I could, think we could do that. I think that's uh, it's going to keep him wanting more, you know, um, like that, that 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 video list that uh, we're going to be put up at the same time as this. It's going to be a much more sort of video essay type uh, top 10 list thing. And I think you'll enjoy it. But just to add in something that isn't in this one already. So it actually does have a reason to be uploaded. Uh, yeah, we'll have yeah, okay. like the final category be in that video alone. Well, I, I think that makes sense as well because um, are we, do, should we tell them what it is uh, on the on this? We'll tell them. We leave... We'll tell them after we finish this three. I don't want to take away yeah. from the current category, but um, yeah. But yeah. when when we tell when we tell you what it is, I think you'll understand why that makes sense because there needs to be some perhaps something accompanying it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So for the last three, for the top ten characters, then we've gone on about him uh, so much throughout this entire show. He to me, he's probably the most important character, more important than Jonas, Marta. Those guys are all fucking scrubs compared to this guy <laughs> this no Yassin. this come on Yassin come on Yassin, Yassin. guys Lassin we've talked about him already Alexander. I don't think there's another podcast about Dark who has given Yassin the respect he deserves I don't I want to like, put some I, respect this, on his name this is what I've found with a lot of I haven't gone looking for that much Dark coverage because obviously I don't want to get spoiled but everyone seems to have missed this and yeah. I don't I don't understand <laughs> yeah like I, think, I understand how I I I don't understand how because like it's 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 just there on the face of the show. Yasin yeah. is the big guy. Like Yasin, <laughs> you say this is a Greek tragedy. You know, Yasin is the propelling force there. I think he yeah. is. He is the Theseus. Really. Yeah, he is our Theseus. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like uh, who who is Jonas? Jonas hasn't done anything. Like Yasin yeah. is Yasin's on his gui- like guiding hand is is orchestrating all of this. But yeah. I mean, I, I, the, the show is very subtle in its delivery of that. So perhaps those people are idiots and they just missed it. Um, yeah, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you type in Yasin Dark Netflix into Google Google Images search, you you do get a picture of Boris. This is obvious. This is plain <laughs> to see. Yeah, this is clear. I yeah. mean, yeah, you were telling me that you know the the subreddit was going crazy over theorizing things between season two and season three. The fact they didn't get this, I think is as big a bigger indictment of those people as i can imagine so you know yeah, listen listen that the subreddit never people just throwing shit at the wall <laughs> sometimes it sticks sometimes it doesn't we don't throw shit we throw darts and they hit yeah. the target yeah this is, a bull, this is a bullseye right here yeah, yeah. <laughs> well there you go yasin objectively in the top 10 list there's no argument about that yeah um so now we get to another another character who is uh 
and who is very lovable. <laughs> like, much oh, like before Yasin. you say that, maybe uh, maybe the, the t-shirt for the for the podcast should just be Yasin's face. Yeah, just Yasin's face, like staring <laughs> up at, at Helga with those evil shark-like eyes. Or maybe eyes. Uh, Yasin should be behind the tree. You know, like when we're going Just into the cave, us. he's behind the tree watching. Behind us. Noah's, behind Noah's hiding tree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. I think that's. I think that's a good. Sounds like a good design to me. Okay. Um, right. Okay. Next. Well, next character. Right. So our next character um, is Egon. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a great. Egon. Yeah. He, he's a great character. I, I've I've said this a few times. I think he is like the moral heart of the show. Um, I think he is the one kind of fundamentally good character uh, who has very few flaws. Or not to say he doesn't do things that are flawed. Obviously, having an affair um, with Hannah is bad, and the way he talks to both Hannah and Doris in season three. Is but that shows... has to be taken in the context of him being a man in the fifties. Um, I think that if you compare what he does to women, says says about women in that in in the fifties, and then you compare it to other characters like Ulrich and stuff in the twenty in nineteen twenty. Uh, Sorry, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty nineteen. Yeah. Uh he was never in twenty twenty, sorry, twenty nineteen. It's 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 almost like you can kind of forgive it because it's a snapshot of the time, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I I think there's I definitely think there is something to that. Um and I but I think the the show's portrayal of him as a good person and the way his character is treated, so you know, he loses his loses his wife, um he descends into alcoholism. He seems to be sort of estranged from his mm-hmm. daughter and granddaughter and will eventually be accidentally killed by Claudia. Yeah. To me is a pretty a pretty big criticism that this show has of the idea of morality in, in the face of, of, of events like this. Like th- th- this it Dark is not always a super cynical show, but I feel like in its portrayal of Egon it very much is. Like it's saying if you are this kind of character you're not going to make it, um, yeah. which is very cynical. And I, I, you know, I love it. But at the same time, at heart, I'm a, I'm a romantic and I hope there's a happy ending. So we get to see, you know, Egon maybe waking up and, and you know, in the 50s and actually having a good life with his with his wife and daughter. But we shall see. Yeah. And let's just say, like, just to compound how how uh, how the, the phrase poor old e- Egon is exactly right. It's because even his daughter, who accidentally killed him, the drive for her mission right is not to save her father who she murdered it's to save her daughter who died of cancer yeah so like even even though she killed him she doesn't she, her drive is not to not do that again her yeah. drive is to save her daughter who's died so even even in that regard his daughter doesn't really regret killing him no like she she would take regina over him i think in a heartbeat if she had to make that choice um well, not to say. I mean, I think she does. Re- she does regret it to a certain extent. Like, but she kind of carries that burden with her uh, and doesn't let it kind of affect what she does in future. Because like her whole thing is about saving Regina. Um, and I do. Yeah. Think, I do feel I need to put a point across for Egon because in the last episode I was calling him misogynistic and all. For, <laughs> so I'll let me just say this, and I'll, I'll, we'll not get into a deep conversation about it. But I think it's really cool that that character is also the same one, and it's also because he hates Ulrich. I know that, but in in eighty six. He actually takes a rape allegation seriously. Yeah, yeah, he does. Like, I mean, he he's um, he's not like he isn't perfect in every way. I don't think there is a perfect character in this. Uh, but I think like the the kind of sort of misogynistic undertones to some of the stuff he says in episode four are as a result of the influence of Daniel Carvenwald, um <laughs> yeah. kind of pouring honey in his ear about abortion clinics, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and um, and also just the, the fact that. Cure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and also the fact that you know his marriage is falling apart. Like he knows it at that point already. Um, so he's becoming hardened to that. But 
yeah, I think he remains a good character even through the alcoholism and the collapse of his marriage. Like there is still that kernel of, of yeah. fundamental goodness to him. Um, right. The, then... la- the last one. I'm gonna do a little quiz for the uh, the video uh, podcast listeners watching. Okay. Um, I'm gonna make a. Uh, I'm gonna like sort of make a pose and then. We'll give you two seconds because we don't want to, we, we, and you have to guess in your mind. Wait, should we? Should, we'll both. Uh, we don't know what this pose is going to be. I'd oh, like yeah, to say yeah. I, th- I think we should both do the pose and see if we get the exact same one. <laughs> yeah, and, and and if you guess who it is in two seconds, then you get a well done from us. Okay. Okay. It'll only be two seconds because obviously we don't want the audio listeners to be waiting for ten seconds. Like, but this yeah. is the pose. Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> we got it. So that was us pointing a gun for yeah, the listeners pointing a gun at Bat Boris Alexander Yassin uh, yeah. as Clausen because obviously Clausen makes a top 10 come on guys yeah, he has of course to. he does I think I actually used the wrong hand there it should have been my left hand because I'm mirrored but yeah there we, like. oh yeah. I, I used the wrong hand too no yours was the right one because it showed up on, on this listen like this is not going to play for the audio podcast well, that's a good point actually maybe I, am I not mirrored on your side or I'm mirrored on your side but I'm not we are the two alt worlds like we uh, are <laughs> Big Bindu. Yeah. <laughs> Once again. Um, well, if you listen course... to the last episode, you know that's very much true. It could be Bindu. Yes. All right. Yeah. Keep going. Um, of course, Klausen is in this list. Listen, he wasn't with us for a long time, but he, and, and to be honest, I got quite pissed off with his storyline by the end of season two because I understood, I kind of saw the strings of where it was going well before it got there. But I will say. But that's what there makes is... it great. Yeah, well, and there's not another character in the show that's like him. Like, someone who talks in these kind of, like, long, dramatic prose, um, you know, speaks in metaphor and riddle um, and, and is, like, Inspector Clouseau mixed I, Honestly, with... I think this is one of the only shows that the creators of it have went, what's all of the great things we love about every type of film ever? Yeah. Let's put them all in the show. Yeah, I, 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 I three seasons, true. you know. Yeah, I, th- I think this guy is, is 100% that kind of whodunit uh, detective like has that air of the dramatic about him and yeah. although although his storyline isn't the most compelling he is a very compelling part of it um yeah. i think if you put if you took another character or, or or played the character in a different way and put it in that same storyline it would have been a really boring storyline but clausen oh, was 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 the thing that was keeping that interesting and and yeah him waving guns around uh alexander's face and let's not forget he's the man who brings down yasin yeah. Like that's that's a that's a key role in Dark. That's that's, that's a harsh. That's a big feat to do. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Many have tried. Yeah, and the thing is, like Yasin, it all caught up to Yasin. Like he, it he, did. He left one too many bodies. Yeah, in, in it was the view. rise and fall. It's yeah. like Scarface. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like at some point it was all going to come tumbling down, and yeah. Clausen was the man to do it. But yeah, so Clausen rounds out our top ten list of the top ten characters in Dark. Well, there you go, guys. I think those four lists we've done are pretty conclusive. Um, I'm sure there's no none of you challenging anything we've said, and that um, can't be. It's objective. It's obje- it's objective. Yeah, we 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 have been uh, we've been told this from on high. It is Christmas after all. Um, <laughs> so uh, there we go, guys. We are going to upload the video uh, of sort of a more scripted, sort of fun video with uh, some wit and comedy. Um, which, you know, we, we, we're usually very serious in this podcast, but we thought we'd for Christmas we'd change it up a bit, you know. Yeah, be a bit more formal. Be a bit more a bit more formal in the comedic way. But, uh, right, guys, so go check that out. We'll uh, put a link to that in the... I'll pin a link to that on, in the comments. Um, apart from that, I, I think I'm pretty much ready to go and eat my turkey. What about you? Yeah, me too. It's in the oven, cooking away. Yeah, it does take a long time. So <laughs> I've never cooked a turkey, to be honest. Um, and, I, and, like, yeah, I'll, I'll be at my mum's house for it. So, uh I'm not going oh. to do it this year either. 
One thing's for sure, your mom keeps the fridge well stocked. We know yeah, that. she does. She does. There'll be plenty of milk for Conrad. No room for the baby bell. That sounded horrible. There's no, no room. Baby. There's no room. No room for baby bell. <laughs> no room for a Diet Coke. Nothing. You can just... No. Uh, can't pop anything in there. She'll get. She'll shout at me. She actually will as well. <laughs> like if I if I put like a Mars bar in there, she'll be like, "Get it out! <laughs> like, you, you're gonna destroy the blancmange." <laughs> right. Okay. Right, guys. Well, Merry Christmas, and uh, yeah. we'll see you back on Monday for episode five of season three. Goodbye. Yes. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the After Dark podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode.